And we're live. Are we live? We're live. We're live. Sure. That's it. We're in. Here we go. Fantastic. Am I live? Yeah, we're all live. We're, um, we're, <laughs> where are we? We're in, we're in sunny Oxfordshire. Well, not that sunny, actually. It's actually a little bit rainy outside. Um, but the three of us have come down to join one of our best bros, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Eddie Dyer, who actually got us into High Rocks and into the space. Uh, we've come down to have a little bit of a fitness weekend, catch up with him and just soak up the Jubilee weekend. But I think it's only right just to say and let you introduce yourself. Hello, Eddie Dyer. Well, thank you very much for having me, guys. Great to be here. Um, and also really cool, I mean, obviously, to have introduced you guys to High Rocks. And I, I'm just really happy with how you guys have really just uh, gotten so involved. I've seen you guys at a bunch of the gym events. You've come to a bunch of the main events. Um, and so it's super cool. Um, to give you guys some context, the listeners, as to who I am, um, I am Eddie Dyer. And... <laughs> And I, uh, I joined Hyrox about two years ago now. Um, and so I've been kind of involved in Hyrox ever since we launched in the UK. Um, and so I've been very, very involved in everything in the UK. But with Hyrox, we're still a relatively small team internationally. So I've been very close to the, the whole organization. I am the UK brand manager, which basically means all sales and marketing. Um, I oversee all of that in the UK and a lot of the gym stuff that you've you've seen obviously I've been present at a lot of those gym events um, but we benefit a lot from the our European colleagues they come over and they deliver those the and, big and what's events. What's your position? Um, what, they, what is it you actually come do? Over and they do I mean we'll get into the nitty-gritty but just give us a top line that's wicked. The as ever thank you for introducing yourself but the other people here as well uh, without further ado I mean you guys I couldn't couldn't let it out with introing you in, but Tom and Max, as ever, here on the pod. Hell yeah! Can I just say we are also this is the first podcast we're doing in person, so that's very exciting because all 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 three hosts are here and our esteemed guest, and it's um yeah I'm just it, I mean, it's, it's I'm nice curious to, it's nice to be I'm, with you. I'm curious to see how it comes in out. To be honest. Yeah, I mean we've had a fantastic day so far, but we'll tell you about that in a bit. I'll round it off with introductions. Max, as always, checking in. Oh, yeah, it's, I'm Tom. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <In> <laughs> I didn't, you didn't do that. Know. <laughs> we are sat here. I'm amazed no one's mentioned the fire yet. We're sat here on the Jubilee weekend in a fantastic little setup that we have here. The fire is going. We have incense burning. Everyone has a tea. I'm looking at cucumber water at the mm, moment, mm, mm. and I'm also stroking one of six dogs that are currently roaming the lands. <laughs> I don't think it could be more wholesome. It is bougie as fuck, um, but in a brilliant way, I'd say. Um, but uh, yeah, so the reason we are here is, like we said, to see, to see our bro and catch up, but I guess maybe we kick it off with what we've actually been up to today. I mean, we've caught up in person, had a chit chat, had a few uh, beers early on in the sauna. But before that, we actually started it off by having a little bit of a group workout, which was good. We did what, what would you call it? A three quarter high rocks? Three quarter high rocks. Yeah, we did everything other than the sled push and the sled pull, which isn't really a three quarter high rocks because we all know how tough the sled push and pull are. So, um, but it was still, Still a tough workout. I think it always is. It's always a humbling experience, uh, but it was it was fun. 
Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we did, as I say, everything other than the, t the sled push and the sled pull, which uh, for those of you who aren't High Rocks lovers yet, um, that includes uh, a thousand meter run into a thousand meters on the ski erg, into a thousand meter run into 80 meter burpee broad jump, into a thousand meters on the rower, into a thousand meters, or oh, sorry, um, into uh, farmers carry I didn't do the 200 the meters for anyone that's uh, we worried. did the regular <laughs> I'm still injured or concerned <laughs> I didn't but I did do the timing the I was the We're, I was the judge sorry and I and um, I and I skipped over the fact that there's a thousand meters yeah, well, for those of you who don't unpack, know there's well, a thousand well, meters should we unpack what the actual event was first and you said regular men's weight what's that that is 24 kg on the on the on the kettlebells and we did a 20k sandbag yes 20k sandbag did I miss that right maybe I missed that so, drum roll please. The times. <laughs> In first place, you kind of, I mean, you, it kind of makes sense. Just say it, just say it. In first place, we have Eddie, Shots. 51 minutes, there or thereabouts. Second, we have Max at 58 minutes. And then third, bringing up the rear with a solid time of 65 minutes. I do like five. The Yeah, the 65. Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was, I enjoyed myself. But you did smash out the 35 burpees at the very end, 35 warbles at the very end, which I was very impressed with. That you mean, so, you mean yeah. to say he did 100 warbles, but he did the then last 35 in one go. Exactly. Yeah. What I yeah. find interesting is that we're pretty much staggered seven minutes apart. So we go from yeah. 51 something to 58 something to 65 something. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, actually. Very interesting observation. Mm. I mean, we've got three different <laughs> so tiers. Now, or now we just points. need to try and push all of ours down by seven minutes, maybe. Or yes. maybe that's a bit aggressive. I mean, next yeah. Jubilee, we'll try and do that? two minutes. Uh, start. <laughs> we'll have ten. I'll have. I'll be. I'll be better by then for sure. With ten years time. Yeah, next well, you'll Jubilee, actually take part. Hopefully, next. Time. Yeah, fingers <laughs> yeah. crossed. Sure. Should we ask any some questions then? Yeah, I think let's get into it. I mean, if we're if we if we were happy to get into it to dig into the kind of history between you and High Rocks and I guess sport in general and how you've kind of, yeah, your your sporting journey so far, but then also how you got into High Rocks because you've got a bit of a sports background. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've always been super sporty. I've always been a bit of kind of like an all-rounder. I've always loved to play football, tennis, golf. I've always ran. I started a running club actually um, at, at school with you guys. I don't know if you remember that. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, so I've always been really into um, fitness and kind of sports and, and health, I guess, generally. I've kind of always just had been a little bit that way inclined. Um, and so I was actually, you've actually skipped a little bit of, um, of my biography because it wasn't when I came back from the US that I started with High Rocks. I started with High Rocks when I came back from Australia. So I, I went to college in, in the US um, for four years. Then I finished college and I went to work in, in, uh, in Sydney uh, for a tennis event out there. Worked out there for a couple of years, um, which, which was great. Anyone who hasn't been to Sydney or, or uh, Australia generally, you should definitely, I'd highly recommend it. Um, but when I came back um, to, to the UK, I, I got involved with High Rocks, which came through my sister who, had, yeah. who was actually working for High Rocks yeah, in I didn't the US. That. <laughs> um, and so that was when I I don't think any of us joined. No. <laughs> he hated running them. International man of mystery. And sorry, so what, did, I, did I ask you a well, question? Well, no, I'm just curious. What was it? Because, oh, okay, fine. 
family connection, sister works there. But like, why did she join? Like, why, why was High Rocks an attractive offer for you? Mm. Um, why was it an attractive offer for me? I looked at it and I thought, this is really aligned. Like I mentioned, obviously, I've always been in, engaged with sports and fitness. I've always been naturally kind of interested in that stuff. And so when my sister mentioned it to me, um, what High Rocks was all about, um, and I and I started looking into it online and stuff. I was like, oh, this looks really cool. Um, and it wasn't yet in the UK, and I I happened to be returning to the UK, so I was like, okay, I'd be really interested in in you know working on setting this up in the UK. Yeah, good question. Good question. I think the branding of Hyrox is really cool. I think that's what what captures I think a lot of people with the uh, it's got very I I think it's got very strong branding with the the black on or, or sorry the white on black. Um Tom's actually wearing a heel top which is also has black on <laughs> white on black. <laughs> um but uh, <laughs> we're going to need to get you another another Hyrox top. <laughs> um no, I think that I think the branding looks looks very cool. Um I think the workout concept is really interesting, obviously. I think a, a question that I get a lot is, oh, will Hyrox ever change the workout? And I asked that exact question to, I spoke to Christian, who's the, the CEO and founder, um, before I joined. And that was one of the things I asked him. I was, I was like, okay, so we're gonna change it up. It's, you know, and, and I would kind of, I guess, came at it from the perspective of, um, oh, you know, it'd be good to have some variety and, and so it doesn't get stale and stuff. But I think, um, and when you say it was really and cool, our position I'm just trying to like, dig in a little bit. You, what you like, what resonated with you about, like, was it the particular soon, workout, um, like, I think approach, down like, the line, what resonated knows, with you in, in the about Hyrox? For now, I don't, I don't think we see any, any kind of different variations of Hyrox coming anytime soon. Um, and I think that's a really cool part of Hyrox in that now it's something I really like about it because you can you can track your progress <laughs> in one year you can compare your time against anyone I've just, just, just started getting into heel it's really good uh, so I think that's actually, really, that's actually a really cool part of the, the Hyrox yeah, I think it's that consistency aspect, which like I personally really like, because I know exactly what I'm, I have to eat every day. I'm there like, right, I've got 100 warbles for breakfast and uh, it's just getting through it. And I think the- munch through those warbles. I fucking love them, man. Uh, I mean, we got, had a very spicy debate afterwards about what classified as a warble. And I think we'll have to unpack that properly at another point, but it was, it was fucking funny. Um, anyway, the, um, so the consistency is something that I personally like. And I think a lot of people out there like, the obviously you've got the gym tour and the main event and the main event is something that where everything sort of culminates all that training all that sort of world and ethos is that that's what the brand lives on when you you have these things what i'd love to get into if it's all right with you is actually talk about the actual events themselves and the the what goes into putting a show like that together um like if you were able just to walk us through the process from early doors like how do you scout um how do you scout different places? Like, is it a case of uh, trying to find a venue that works for everyone? Do you ever think about demographics or sort of people that are close to it? Um, yeah, just walk us through like what it takes to build it and how it is to put it on. Yeah, sure. Um, so as I say, in the UK, I have to maybe maybe qualify qualify my answer. We are, but we're close. We work very closely with the German team in terms of actually putting on our main events and the the operations around it. Um, now, I also have to kind of uh, qualify and say that we don't directly manage the ops around around our events um, in the UK. So 
if you want to really ask the nitty gritty, the real nitty gritty, then you can go to, you can speak to our German guys. But um, I can tell you kind of, I guess, uh, the the basics in terms of the operations of the event. Um, we have two two big sets of uh, equipment and and uh, branding and gear and all the all the yeah everything that comes with an event. Which anyone who's come to a Hyrox event knows that we fill up a very big hall and it doesn't feel it doesn't mm. feel yeah, empty. All the paraphernalia. It's empty when we get there on Friday, <laughs> which is normally when we set up. So maybe that's an interesting insight for some people. We set we set up the the full event um, in one day. Um, so the wow. day the day before the event, we, we set it all up. Um, Yes, it's a full-on day. It's a full-on day. But again, I have to kind of uh, give a lot of credit to our ops team um, uh, and, and the German team. They come over and they, they really take, take charge on that. Um, but they do it all in one day, which is super cool. I bet that's full-on. How many people are we looking at? So you're getting the efficient Germans over. <laughs> Shout out. No, no, no shock there to, <laughs> to get this whole event set up in one day. But how, what's the manpower look like? How many, how many people? Um, I should know this because I I booked the <laughs> um, I booked the uh, the hotels. <laughs> um, so in our core team, and you have to kind of remember that our core team, it's there's a lot of people outside the core team that come and join in on on event day. Um, so like with any major event, we have a ton of volunteers. We have a ton of staff that add on, but our core team that comes over to the event is. In the case of um, the London event, which just went went by, I think we had 45 people or so from our core team coming over. And that spans across not just the setting up of the event, that, that includes marketing people, that includes uh, salespeople, that includes everyone has a role um, on setup day and on event day. Um, but of that, in terms of the ops, the ops team is maybe... 15 of those of those people um yeah yeah um the breakdown is <laughs> again i actually i actually don't see the breakdown that much i have to break the core team have like um their own little little departments which we need to break down um but the ops team they stay there so uh, maybe maybe again it's interesting wow. for for some listeners and they, they, um, they're there just we set up in one day together, the day before the event and then the, the ops end. team normally I have always, a deadline i like talking to you when you said i'm like oh do you want to go for a beer after a high rocks in which like, they need to be dude, out of the break event this bar. down like so they this are, is going to take forever working, um like the good thing how, is how's the breakdown after work the event yeah so they're normally sleeping during the day of the event and resting and recovering from setup day and then they come back at 10 well it depends on yeah but they come back at 10 p.m. or whatever and then work until 2, 3 a.m. Wow. breaking everything down. No, so we have two event setups, only two event setups. 
um, one in the US and one in in uh, in Europe that covers the whole of Europe. So where where did the wow. where did the the Fair question play. was? I think, I think the, 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 the one thing that I, I where, always where question the come from, for uh, example, whenever I'm at one of these events here, is we um, where does the equipment get all that come stuff? From? Do you That's guys own the equipment? It lives like, on the trucks throughout so the whole much, you got, got like a thousand um, so it concepts stays roads. on our trucks, Did they come which are through from Germany? I the number. We have, a, so we have about five, these, five or so you know, you massive might trucks. Have an event which come in to London, then in Frankfurt the um, next so day. Do you have one for each specific two region, or do you just pack it all up in a big trailer and then drive across Europe? And one travels around the US. So it is, it is a whole. You pack everything up, and what you see in London will be the same thing you see in Madrid. Exactly, exactly. Probably. It is the same, it is the same equipment. This really interesting point with the same equipment, and I know this is a hot topic, so I'm gonna ask you directly, with the carpets for the sled push and pull, <laughs> what is the deal with those? Do they get worn out? Do they travel the world? Like, is a virgin carpet the same to a, a ran carpet? What does that mean for the, how easy it is throughout a, throughout a season? So the sleds are the the sleds are a, a controversial topic in High Rocks, um, and there are various different theories as to as to kind of why certain sleds certain people find them uh, harder to push or, or easier at different points in the season, um, and there is the probably the one that has the most validity is is the earlier in the season as the as the carpet gets worn out or, or used more i shouldn't say worn out that doesn't sound good <laughs> as they get used more um it can sometimes feel feel a bit heavier um to, to push over um obviously with the sleds it's the one area of hyrox where there's quite a few moving moving pieces um one of which is obviously the friction with the ground um and so we're we're looking at ways to to try and make that even more consistent it is the same carpet in in the in the in Europe as it is in the US, yeah. um, but there are various reports in terms of different people feeling yeah. feeling that it feels heavier in different events. Um, but that's one thing I would say about that, which is I think it's a really great reason for our European and US and uh, and World Championships mm. because that means that anyone who has any any kind of uh, I guess uh, concerns about the the consistency of the equipment. And and they're at maybe the at, at a higher level. They can come to our world championships and they can race against uh, people on the exact same carpet. And yeah, so then there's yeah. there's no excuses there. I feel like we're yeah, it's really good. There's, there's no excuses there. I feel like we're almost on an episode of High Rocks Mythbusters, because I, I have another question. <laughs> There's also been talk about the rock zones not being necessarily the same distance. And I thought in my mind, until I heard that, that's ridiculous. Um, you measure that out, and like I've seen your floor plans, it's so meticulously laid out. But some people are saying certain rock zones might be longer than other ones. And then that's why you might have a slower race and a faster race. And like that feeds into the whole sled push and pull uh, debate as well. Like what are the carpets like? As I'm saying this, by the way, there's a dog 
quite literally yes. clampering so onto, 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 onto the couch. The one, oh, sorry, Andy. but you're right. Yeah, so my question is: Is, is the rock zone always the same, or is like the the rock is the amount is bigger or smaller? of running that's factored into always going to be the, the same. length of the total? Well, length that's of what the I road, thought. So is is the next run mm. shorter or longer depending on exactly right. exactly? So if you've got a big rock zone, for example, London was a very big event. It had uh, it was our biggest ever event um, with just over four thousand athletes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, we had a bigger rock zone for that because we had more equipment <laughs> coming over from, um, uh, from Germany for that. But, but to clarify, the kilometer is still the same. It's, it's just the overall duration in the rock zone is, is also the same. So that's a consistent thing. No. So what will happen is that the kilometer, the length outside the rock zone or around, around the... Um, around uh, in the running track will differ if you've got a bigger rock zone then your time in the rock zone will be longer but your time running around will be different that's actually a really good question i don't know where they place those the timing guys will yeah. place those in specific but how does spots. That Obviously, that doesn't the necessarily because the, the um, always are measuring you on the in, in and out of, the, of when you're entering the, the rock zone. The track. So you're measuring your dead time um, so in the rock sure zone as well. I'm not sure where they place specifically. So those, does that mean that a kilometer isn't uh, the same? Kind of those areas races? where you will hit. Well, the, if it's if it's all right with you, I don't want to cause a massive upset on the scene and say like the a kilometer is not the same between events. So we'll probably do some real digging and actually talk get a get a real answer on that because I don't want to be spreading false information. Uh, yeah. at all but it is interesting i think what we can say conclusively is that there's no such thing as a longer or shorter race it's exactly what i thought and you've kind of confirmed this they whoever's setting up the logistical layout will make it so that ultimately there's 8k of running and then a certain length of rock zone however long that is and it's then it's balancing those two things right up. so yeah. you can't say oh london is a slower race than frankfurt yeah but also, but also, there's there's like anomalies. Like London was a bit of an anomaly because we had, it was such a bigger event, so we had to accommodate for, I think we accommodated for 42 people per start wave, um, which in normal events it's 35. Um, so it was a bit of an anomaly. In most cases, the rock zones will, will be very similar sizes as well as the, um, obviously the runs. The other question I have with regards to the rock zone, also the name of this podcast, um, is um, the position of the each. Yeah, so there's exercise. a number of factors like, that we have decide, to take like, into account. You put a so, row at one end and um, wobbles are at the, the finish spectator line. Experience like, is there any method in the madness? Um, and because, so we, we I mean, work when I'm super exhausted and all the venues, I'm running around, I'm looking for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So and Manchester, for I'm example, like, why are these in a wrong order? Like, it's always been bugging venue, me, but I'm sure uh, there's some, some sort of reason there. Yeah, because the, the Rock Zone had three water stations in there as well, right? yeah. or two water stations, one Red Bull station. It was kind of spanning across, the, you kind of backtracked on yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we work with, with the space that we're given in the venue, and we try and make... Uh, the experience the best for for the spectators as well as the athletes so we try and i think anyone who's come to spectate at, at a high rocks will also be hopefully um 
uh, quite pleased with how how close you can actually get to the person that you're that you're tracking, which I think is a really cool part of High Rock. So that's something we're we're factoring in, and and obviously I know from an, an athlete's perspective it would be easier if it was maybe one, two, three, four, but there's a number of different things we need to take into account as to where we yeah. where we place those specific. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that. When Max was supporting me at London, I was like, mm. I wouldn't be able to do this without him. Like there, like high fiving me as I go around. So yeah, really appreciate the, the answer on that. It, it makes total sense. No worries. It feels like you guys need to like get bigger venues to have more of an audience there now. Like when I was, the, I, I didn't go to the London one because of because um, I just didn't <laughs> Your have knee, the correct. Yeah, because yeah, of my knee. But um, I was at the Manchester one, and it was yeah. at, at certain yeah. points. Obviously, it was like I mean, so busy speaking that, to the like the there actually wasn't space in the fan zone the areas to like maybe support your. It was harder for you the runner that you went to, to follow, go, the, the someone, your, the person competing, because everybody was already um, crowding over. The, I would say that that's the, from our perspective, whatever. It's a problem, but it's a great area, problem so to have, right? That's um, something to think about. We're just super, super happy with how. No, but I'm saying, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing that they're getting. People, so so many fans, their, their friends, like so many an, audience an issue, tickets. but it's also great well, to go. Here's so, something so that people you would missed kind of, you weren't. Um, I guess here we go really again. Loving the sport <laughs> for the for the first time, I think. Having said that, bigger venues. Sure, we've already we already had a much bigger venue in, in London. Next season's tickets are going to be amazing. Yeah, damn, I'm pissed. That's cool. You're gonna give us a, uh, a a promo code at some point. I mean, I think we can angle for that. I'm doing this live on camera, so we can't back out. <laughs> Maybe. No comment. Um, now you've touched on that, like looking ahead, going into the future, next year expansion. It'd be cool to just spend a bit of time actually talking through a bit of the wider, like high rocks world. I think um, one thing that I had before we. So go into that though is what's been the highlight of the year for you mm. Mm. the highlight of the year for me good question good question <laughs> um you know what i really love our gym events I love our gym events. Our, our main events, I mean, from a staffing uh, perspective and for the people who, especially for me and like the small team that we have in the UK, it's a very, it's a very full on experience. It's a very long day. It's a lot of, it's, it's awesome to see all the people who, who we've been speaking to throughout the, 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 whole, the whole year and who we've seen at our gym events and everything coming and taking part in Hyrox, which is super cool. Um, but there are so many of them, which is again a great a great thing. But it does mean that it's a really full on day, and it's and it's uh, it's very very tiring, and it's very um, you know stressful that you're putting out fires and everything. So so the main events for me for, for I think from internally um, can be can be uh, you know they're very very long days as I say, and they can be quite stressful. Still it's still enjoyable <laughs> definitely, um, but uh, but they're 
they're they're very full on. Um, but the gym events is is where I I would say I've had my best experiences. Uh, pr- probably at the gym events, I really enjoy that maybe closer proximity that we get to with a lot of the athletes and a lot of the people who have really come on really we we have a real extended family in the uk um with a lot of people joining us at a number of gym events and really uh you know their extensions of the of the brand at this point so (laughs) i I really love those those moments Um, for anyone attending future high rocks events the eddie in his get up is a sight to behold he has like a microphone he has like a charging pack for it he's like dressed in all black all geared <laughs> out he's like on the walkie-talkie like yep i gotta go and whenever we do see him he's got like a a quick two minutes to give you a hug and be like yeah good luck bro and then he's off yeah exactly like he says fighting another fire yeah. is there anything lined up in the future for uh, outdoor events outdoor pfts would you ever do an outdoor high rocks do you think yeah good question um as far as kind of pfts or 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 gym events or stuff like that so we've already d- done that one that, that we're mentioning now um and we've also got the i think you guys mentioned on on your last podcast by the way i'm a fan of the podcast listen to the first three episodes love what you guys are doing <laughs> um, and, three uh, there's four episodes well no but the last one you, the last one you did was the one with lucy right yes yeah that's the last one Oh, okay. Then I've listened to four. I've listened to everyone. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, sorry, um, but back to the question. Um, outside yes, events. Yeah, we've got that's one the last one. Runner, oh, okay. I think you mentioned it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I've got uh, my friend Blake, the elusive Blake who I always talk about, who no one really knows. Uh, he's, coming, he's coming down. He'll hate that I said that. Uh, he's coming down uh, stay, stay the night in London with me, and then we're going to do that. Actually, quickly on that point, what does it mean to do a collaboration with Runner? What is it? Is it going to change the event? Is it going to be different at all? Um, essentially, it's just the run the runner community combining with the, with the Hyrox community. So we've obviously promoted it to all of our followers, and uh, and runner have done the same. It's also a really natural in- integration because runner are a, a running training uh, platform. Yeah. They help people training training, especially like running specific. Um, and obviously, Hyrox uh, running is a big part of Hyrox. So mm-hmm. at that event, you can expect to see um, some running, and you can also expect to see some some functional workouts. It won't be a PFT, just for anyone okay, who's cool. who's wondering. Um, it'll be a bit of a unique workout. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. even more. Yeah, but in terms of the main the main Hyrox events, no no plans for outdoors. No okay. plans for outdoors. We're we're a winter a winter season sport. Yep. Um, so that's why we're in our kind of off season at the moment. Um, without any main events until September, and then we'll go from September to... Oh, nice. Just like well, we did even more looking forward to it. That's wicked. So the a collaboration with Runner, it's all about the, sort of the business angle, growing the community, growing the sport. Really, like, fantastic to see, like, other brands you're partnering with to, to host these events. In terms of the, the core business proposition for High Rocks, how do you see uh, the future or, like, what is the end goal? Is it putting on these events and we're just, like, a constant machine like a good machine, uh, churning these out. Um, I, on, on one of the recent episodes, I talked about trying to unpack what the benefits were to becoming an affiliate gym. What, did, in your eyes, or are you able just to run us through, like, why would someone want to become an affiliate gym? What's the end goal there? Yeah, cool. So, I mean, I guess there's two different things there. There's the end goal with High Rocks, which I think at the moment is very much our concentration is on trying to expand these events and give and give everyone around the world an opportunity to take part in the event, whether you live in Australia, 
Um, obviously, we're we're expanding to the Middle East next season as well. Um, you know, South South Africa. There's a bunch of different regions um, on on the on the radar. So we really want to expand this concept globally. Um, and uh, and then I think the other the other thing is to try and obviously get loads of people to the events and, and expand the the kind of the high rocks the high rocks world as we call it. Um, to every every corner of, of the world, which which will be uh, <laughs> we want to take over. Um, no, so we want it. We want to really expand the High Rocks world and, and expand it um, globally as well as also hopefully. I, I think what we're doing in the UK is a really good um, kind of blueprint, which we'll try and um, well we've already got great communities in in the US and Germany as well, but we'll try and expand to all those regions as well um, and have this. this You're gonna take over. Um, Fantastic. Over so. Building the community, building the the business side of it in terms of the events. But when when I see the like the paddock, I like to call it, where they have all the <laughs> all the gyms that are affiliates that come down. Um, the benefits there are obviously like you have a space, like someone to chill out, discounted entry for like gym goers uh, to there. Like, what would be your typical conversation to try and onboard a gym? Yeah, yeah, good question. So I think that the benefit to so that the, I think in your last your last episode you mentioned kind of um, whether or not the partner gym, I think you looked at the website maybe and, 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 and that on that website page, it is, it is targeted towards the gym owner. So it's a, it's a gym focused kind of, uh, kind of question or, or, or we're trying to answer for the gym, from the gym's perspective, why would you want to become a high rocks gym? Um, and there's, there's two different benefits, right? So there's the benefits of the gym and there's benefits to, to the member. Um, the benefits of the gym, is that they can use the High Rocks branding the, or the High Rocks name to promote uh, and kind of uh, and host High Rocks classes um, and High Rocks training days and everything um, in order to kind of get people ready for for the main event. And with with High Rocks expanding uh, very rapidly, it's actually I think a really interesting proposition for a gym because there are lots of people out there who. I guess you guys know, know yourselves because you're, you're High Rocks fans yourselves. Um, there are a lot of people out there who are looking for places to train for High Rocks. Mm -hmm. And so our partner gyms can be the perfect location uh, for that. And with the, with the partner the partner gym package, it's a bit of a package. It in includes multiple different things, including discount and entry, including free entry for the, for the, for the gym owners and stuff like that, um, branding and all, all this type of stuff. Um, but uh, but I think the the core of it really is is uh, the music leveraging the High Rocks brand name to to promote your your business as a gym, um, and then that kind of floats. I think those benefits float down to, to the member because many members in in a number of gyms across the UK are training for High Rocks because they've they found some something that they that they enjoy with High Rocks. So their their gym can then really um really kind of represent the brand. The other thing that the gym gets is they get some guidance from us in terms of how to um how to deliver High Rocks classes in in their in their gym. They also get a free entry to our High Rocks Academy in which their 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 coaches can come al come along to the come along to the academy. Um and uh, and become more more educated in terms of how to build in high rocks uh, into the gym. Yes.
So off the back of what you just said, I think this is quite an interesting question, um, where, where people go to train for high rocks. And I think, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong here, this is just my perception. At the moment, your partner gyms seem to primarily be CrossFit boxes, if, if that's right? Yes. Okay. Um, and my question is how easy it is to then, because obviously they, they're affiliated with CrossFit, to then say, come in and be like, oh, also, do you want to do this high rocks thing? And can we disrupt your schedule a little bit and make sure that if you are going to be an affiliate, you're going to specialize classes where no, you so just focus we, on sled we as a push business and pull, looking for to open our own. And this is a bit of a twofold question which are because my owned next question by, based on by, that would have been: Are there ever the going to be business is very pure high rocks gyms? Gym is that something you're looking and to so set up? We're very aware At the moment, that it's affiliate gyms, and that's how you're getting the word out. But are you looking to open high rocks London, high rocks Manchester, high rock Berlin, wherever it might be? Sorry, so the other question, and forgive me, I phase this in a bit of a silly way, but is it is it hard to contend for the limited class space i guess that a crossfit box will have i imagine they have a full schedule packed of things and is it so that when you come in and do your high rocks uh, pft tours essentially that's where you know you'd come in um even as a non-member but thereafter is there an idea i think you touched on it a little bit but how how does it work so you set up a high rocks class and then they run that on a regular weekly basis or yeah exactly so our partner gyms they they already run high rocks classes in most cases um on on their weekly schedule so they've got that's that's without is, is that without you having approved? So, so you're seeing running, a, running it independently. You're seeing a genuine demand for the goers of that gym to want to train for high rocks. Yeah, of course, because otherwise the gym wouldn't wouldn't include high rocks on the schedule, um, or or they would include it on the schedule and then take it off quickly because if it wasn't if it wasn't a popular class, then it would it would be taken off. So our partner gyms do already in most cases, have high rocks on their schedule and they are operating high rocks classes on a weekly basis. We get approached a lot now, uh, which, is, which is super cool. Um, <laughs> um, we get approached a lot now by, by gyms, I, I guess, with, with a lot of their members taking part in high rocks. They now see, see I, I think, the benefit to or they see the need for the, for their members to have then their members are, are wanting high rock specific training sessions and so i think the gym is responding to that and reaching out to us and and saying how can we how can we get involved um the question you had about whether or not we we partner mostly with with crossfit boxes i think that at the moment at the moment that's certainly the case and and i think that high rocks and crossfit are two very different things. We think Hyrox. We, we think Hyrox is super cool, of course. But we also and, think and do that, you ever get that, approached um, by a gym cool. um, and so to be we an don't, affiliate, we don't or is it more as, like you're as, uh, going out very, and selling yourselves to them? Well, no, they, they've, they've because of the nature of the functional element of CrossFit. I think that's kind of paved mm. the way for a lot of CrossFitters to get into Hyrox, and that's certainly what what Lucy kind of alluded to. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, like Lucy's a perfect example because. Actually, she's not a perfect example because she said that she preferred CrossFit to High Rocks. <laughs> um, no, Lucy's a, a good example because she's built High Rocks. She's, she's, she loves her CrossFit, which is awesome. 
she's found a community um, and she's doing her weekly classes and she enjoys, uh, again, proving that I listen to the podcast, <laughs> she enjoys the technical aspect of, of CrossFit, um, which for someone like me, I'm not so, I'm not so uh, kind of that way inclined. I don't want to learn how to snatch a barbell. I'm just not, not that into the gymnastics side of, of CrossFit. So High Rocks is a really great thing for me because... It, it takes out all of those um, technical movements that CrossFit includes. And it's, uh, they're fundamentally quite different because Hyrox is more endurance-based. It's more simple movements. Um, and CrossFit is obviously more complex movements um, and oft, often much shorter workouts. It's like, you've, honestly, you've teed me up brilliantly for this uh, segue to the end now. Basically... I'm very conscious of time. You've spoken so eloquently and really in in a real in-depth way about the inner workings of behind the scenes. Um, it's almost like it's his job. I know. You'd, you'd almost think, wouldn't you? Um, I think what I'd like to get into now is like your experience with CrossFit. You've talked about it. But I want to hear the nitty gritty. Like what is the, what's the exercise that you deep dislike the most? Where, where are you making your most time up? Like if you had any, well, another question on top of that. What is wow, your, your biggest tip? So what was my, sorry, did you ask competing? what's my least? Yeah, what's, what's your least favorite, favorite one? What's the one that you're like, ah, I don't want to do this right now. My least favorite workout. You know what? I find the rower quite, quite a yeah. struggle. Yeah, in in the context of high rocks, I don't think rowing necessarily. If you do a leisurely, you can do a leisurely row in the gym. But uh, I think in the context of high rocks, it's just quite. Which is actually, I haven't heard many people say the rower. Um, but um, but the rower, it's it's a, it it burns, <laughs> um, and it comes like right before. You know that at the rower, you're you're heading into uh your wall balls and your lunges so i think you're you're heading into really the business end at that stage yeah that's wicked and your and your favorite tip for someone my big tip for someone taking part in high rocks Mm, I think that classic Ben has got one of those. (laughs) (laughs) It um it really depends on where you where which which community you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So the CrossFitters, I think the tip is very clear that they need to, in, me, in many cases, they're scared of the running. Mm-hmm. So the 8K running, it was actually Lucy again, she mentioned that, didn't she? Um, that CrossFitters hear 8K and they say, oh man, that's loads. Which is kind of ironic because you've got millions of people running marathons around the world, um, which are a lot more than 8K. Um, but CrossFitters are obviously just not that way inclined. They're more into the, the, the strengths, the lifting and stuff like that. So I'd say for a CrossFitter, you got to run more. Um, for someone who's who's not a CrossFitter, I'd say work on your technique on the wall balls. <laughs> so there's many there's many many people who who don't come from the CrossFit. The CrossFitters are amazing at wall balls. Um, many people who who don't come from a CrossFit background, they often struggle with the wall ball technique and stuff. Like Tom Tom's technique on the wall ball. I'd love. To, I'll dig out Tom's technique at the my, at our first my, gym event. My <laughs> his his original technique his technique's now flawless um but at the first gym event that i think tom came to or maybe second um i called my him old my uh, my, uh, my original technique yeah. i'll share with you guys <laughs> yeah please do that would be brilliant you mentioned uh running getting better at running a very hot topic close to my heart at the moment is what is the perfect high rock shoe i want to hear what you run in and i want to hear what you look for in a shoe <laughs> good question good question i um i run in the Puma Magnifies. Okay. Puma Magnify Nitros, I believe. And what's good about them? Well, Puma gave them to me, so they were they were. 
Shout out, shout out to Dirk and Ben. I can't, I contacted Puma for shooting me over some. And they sent some over to me. Great, great to, great to hear the names Dirk and Ben. We'll be following up. <laughs> yeah. With you yeah. At a later day. Plug in the uh, title sponsor. So, uh, so, so they they sent them over to me before my race in Amsterdam. I raced in them in Amsterdam, and they held up really well. Basically, I mean, maybe the reason that I'd recommend them is that I've raced in them, and I didn't experience any. I would never, <laughs> I would never blame the shoe for anything that went wrong at that race or in, um, or in uh, Vegas where I just raced again. <laughs> so I, I would, I like the um, the Puma magnifiers. I have to say they, they've held that's covered on this. Yeah, we've we've got that angle. They'll be my next shoe after I get through my Velocity Nitro twos. Final question, final, final question before Ben rounds us out. You've just completed your high rocks. What is your go-to binge food after? Yes. Mm. My go-to binge And we don't want no clean shit. Like it has to be a proper binge. Well, if he, but if, if you, if you tr legitimately are clean. No, <laughs> no, that's I mean, not the You're making him sound dirty. I just, <laughs> I just love a salad. <laughs> No, no. Um, what would I go to? I would go to. I'd love a burger. I'm a I'm a pescatarian, so I would go to a I'd go to a some type of vegetarian or pescatarian burger. I had a really good one. Had a really good one the other day. It was like a prawn, like a it had like a pr prawn was like in the patty, and so it was that. I went to the cinema and they come on, describe it. Come on, very nice. A cinema. Prawn burger. That is so disappointing. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what a way to wrap up this yeah. episode. Ben, please finish. I mean, I mean, there's there's no coming back from that, Eddie. You you had such good high hopes for the pod, and then and then here we go. But I think I really want to just say thank you for sitting down with us and unpacking some of like the finer elements and details behind the scenes. I know that we didn't get into actually talking about our workout today, but that was because this was so enjoyable just to hear it straight from the not a horse but from eddie's mouth uh, about what what actually goes into putting these events together and i really hope that the guys at home have like enjoyed sort of seeing behind the curtain as such and like hopefully if you're up for it would love to have you back in a couple of episodes time and uh, talk to you about how many prawn burgers you've had thank you very much for having me that's all right that's on out out that didn't work cool <laughs> bye <laughs>